Hello and welcome to the September DCM podcast. My name is Tom Linnae and you may have noticed that I haven't been in your ears for a month or two uh, and b- I'd love to say that's because I took a summer holiday. It wasn't. I spent the entirety of August in DCM Towers in Euston Road but the important thing is that I am back and I have a brand new guest on the podcast this month. Joining me today is DCM's very own client director, Antonio Garcia. Hello, Antonio. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Uh, I said your client director. Do you want to just tell us what that role involves? Uh, yeah, so the, the client team, it's kind of newly expanded recently at DCM. It's sort of a dual focus we have. Uh, obviously, part of that is building client relationships. Um, so we can kind of join the dots between us, the agency and the client. But also we've, we have a category focus as well. So um, we can sort of like go after clients a bit more, a bit more long term, a bit more of a strategy involved, whereby if there's, you know, more of a challenge to get to get certain brands advertised on cinema, that's the sort of responsibility uh, for our team. And what's your remit in that team? Uh, so I look after uh, sort of more kind of um, a male-focused uh, sort of category sector. So uh, within my remit, I look at um, entertainment, technology, uh, and gaming, more or less. Uh, but it sort of covers quite quite a few brands and advertisers. And it's fair to say you're a big film fan. What have you seen recently? Uh, last so last film I saw was Detroit. Uh, last week uh, it's really good uh, hard to recommend but it is really good because it's really hard hitting it's very powerful it's quite upsetting uh, but yeah great film great performances she's um, an incredible director Catherine Bigelow yeah isn't she? awesome yeah it's, it's, it's very much sort of in that similar you know realistic vein of the last couple of films um, but yeah it's highly recommended but it's a tough watch admissions up to the end of August were up year on year and I think looking ahead for what we've got for the rest of the year, admissions are only going to increase uh, year on year, especially looking at the huge blockbusters we've got in Q4. And the focus of this podcast is going to look at those big Q4 films. Uh, and for two of them, that were the first two we're going to highlight, we've pitched them as superhero showdown, just to give it an extra frisson of excitement. Uh, I've never used the word frisson before. Nice word, Tom. Thank you very much. I might use it again before the podcast's out. But Thor Ragnarok on the 24th of October is going to be one of the biggest superhero films of the year. And then just three and a half weeks later, we've got Justice League on the 17th of November. Now, which one of those two do you think is going to be bigger, Tom? It's tough because Thor used to be my least popular Avenger. But now, looking at the trailer, looking at the talent involved, looking at the fact that it looks really funny, I'm really excited about this one. But I have to say, after Wonder Woman in Summer, which was, I think, took us all by surprise, brilliant superhero film, I now think Justice League might just do it, might just pip it. And especially for the fact that you've got all these massive superheroes on screen together for the first time. Such as? Such as Batman, Superman, um, Cyborg... Aquaman, like, got everyone, all, all of them. All DC all, Comics' all biggest DC superheroes. superheroes, yeah. And I agree with you about Thor. He's my least favourite Avenger. Historically, he's been my least favourite Avenger. Thor The Dark World was grey and sludgy and took a while to get sludgy. through. Sludgy, yeah, it was very sludgy. Uh, but this one, they've totally turned it around. It looks like Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks fun. It looks light. It's got some really great new characters in it. It's directed by Taika Waititi, who did The Hunt for the Wilder People, the funniest film of the last a- few years. Agree. And I can't, I'm actually really excited about Thor Ragnarok, but also 
I'm now really excited about Justice League, thanks to Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman was a million times better than I think most people expected it to be. And I think it was the best superhero film for me personally for the last few years. I, I, I probably even preferred it to Logan. That's how much I like really? it. Really? Yeah, and, and big, what they've big done statement. with... It is a big statement, <laughs> but that's, that's what this podcast is about. It's about making big statements about films. And Wonder Woman is now a much bigger part of Justice League. I think they've been doing some reshoots. Joss Whedon, director yeah. of Avengers yeah. Assemble, that's exciting. Has, has been doing some reshoots, and I'm certain that's to bring Wonder Woman into it more. So for me, that's an exciting thing, because Gal Gadot is great as Wonder Woman. Love her a lot. I do. I do too. Yeah. And these two films are ideal for your specific category, which we spoke about, yeah. aren't they? Why is that? Well, I think, first of all, it's the sort of audience it's connecting with. Obviously... It's as kind of skews more male, sixteen to thirty-four. You know, they're a supercharged, socially savvy type type audience. A few buzzwords there for you, Tom. But also, you know, it's a very loyal audience. You know, these are super. You know, that who's going out, especially at the start of this film. This a real super fan loyal audience. So I'll have huge openings. Uh, but um, it's the time of year too. So you know, this is perfect for that sort of Q four big gifting. Um, kind of corridor in time for Christmas. So, you know, Thor in October, Justice League in November, it's perfect timing for, for the brands and advertisers that I that I focus on. And you stuck your neck out and said Justice League is going to be the biggest. Are you st- after our brief chat about this, are you still sticking with that? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick. I think only, only just, I mean, Thor could still do it, but I'm, I'm going to go Justice League because I do think the power of those big DC names on, on the script, big screen for the first time, I think they'll just pip it. And I'll go with Thor Ragnarok then. Not for any other reason except you've gone with Justice League. I actually think Justice League will probably be a little bit bigger. But either way, it's an exciting time to be a superhero fan. And looking at the other big blockbusters in Q4, I want to start with Blade Runner 2049. Now, you and I are both big sci-fi nerds, aren't we? And yeah. Blade Runner is one of the best sci-fis, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think this is the film. When when the first trailer dropped and when we, you know, we knew the talent involved, this was the film all year that I was most excited about. I'm most looking forward from to from the very start of the year. Yeah, when that when 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 they started announcing talent, it just it felt like they've got everything right. But I still was a bit hesitant. But when that first trailer came out, I don't need to see any more now. But when that first trailer came out, I was convinced that this is going to be amazing. Probably the best film of the year. I th- I, th- I uh, I'm in agreement. <laughs> I think Denis Villeneuve is an incredible director. He hasn't put a foot wrong really yet. He started with On Sundays. He then went and made Prisoners and Enemy and Sicario. All really good films and different. And then last year, I think he blew a lot of people away with Arrival. And now they've given him this huge film to make and he looks like he's delivering it. And it's 152 minutes long, apparently, uh, which is good for me. Ryan Gosling is the best leading man in Hollywood. What more do you want? They're they're giving us everything we want. Honestly, I feel... I can't wait for this one. I feel spoiled. Well, I think we will come out of it feeling spoiled. Yes. Epic, beautiful sci-fi. Then a month later, on the 3rd of November, we've got Murder on the Orient Express, which is Kenneth Branagh's take on the classic Agatha Christie whodunit. Now, I love a whodunit. I can't remember the last time we had a real quality whodunit. Yeah, who doesn't like a whodunit? Who doesn't like... Who likes whodunits? I like whodunits. Yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer, people at home or wherever you're listening, watch the trailer because Kenneth Branagh's moustache in this needs to be seen to yeah. be believed it's, it's very hipstery it is it? incredible and yeah. i don't know how they've done it whether it's cgi whether it's a 
Dave trained a small <laughs> animal, sit astride his face. Yeah. But either way, Tony and I are both relatively swarthy guys, and we couldn't dream of growing a moustache no, like no this. No chance. I wish I could. Honestly, if one day it would be a dream too. Yeah. But anyway, looking at the cast of this, it's got all bases covered and everyone's in it. It looks really yeah. classy. Tell us who's in it, Tony. Um, Antonio. Ev- everyone, Sorry. really. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. What more? What more do you want? But she also that she's having a great comeback because yeah. she's in Mother, which is out this month. Of course, yeah. And then you've got Johnny Depp, Judy Dench, Daisy Ridley, Josh Gad, obviously Kenneth Branagh. Judy Dench. I said Judy Dench. Did you? Yeah. Oh. She deserves There's so many she, names. I forgot. She says Maybe. she she deserves to be said twice. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And it's. I just think it looks really well done. Very excited about this one. Just a week after that, showing just how thick and fast the big films are coming. A week after Murder on the Orient Express, it is Paddington 2. Tony, how much did you love Paddington? Um, I'm really sorry, Tom. I'm going to have to fess up here, and I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen the first one. But as I've made a promise to you, I will see it before number two comes out. You should, because Paddington was a beautiful, wonderful, warm-hearted, big bear hug of a film. That's what everyone says, yeah. Genuinely, I absolutely loved Paddington. It was funny. It was really well cast. Ben Whishaw was great as Paddington. Well, great voicing Paddington. He wasn't in the suit. It's not a suit. It's a CGI character. But Because um, originally it was going to be Colin Firth, and then once you sit, hear Ben Whishaw as Paddington, you think, how could it be anyone else? It's re- I just can't wait for this. Paul King is p- directing again. It's going to be a the be- one of the best family films I think we've had in many years. Hugh, Hugh Grant basing his character on a on well, someone no, famous. Yeah, Hugh Grant apparently basing his character on Nigel Farage, which I think needs to be seen to be believed as well. <laughs> anyway, that's out on the 10th of November. Then we'll move into December because the big ones really come out in December and it doesn't get any bigger than Star Wars The Last Jedi. On a scale of one to however many parsecs you can do the Kessel Run in. Yeah. How excited are you about Star Wars um, last year? Yeah, off, off the chart excited. I've already said, as soon as those pre-book tickets go on sale, I'm there. I'm in IMAX. I can't wait. Don't know lots about it, but that's a good thing. We don't know what, much about it, and I think that's a really great thing. This is the biggest film of the year, potentially the second or first biggest film of all time. That's genuinely how big this film could be. And we know very little about what the story is. I think Luke Skywalker is going to be a bit evil. Yeah, he's going to be a bit grumpy in this one. Yeah, Daisy Ridley is going to really take her character on. I think every character is going to have an interesting arc. Ryan Johnson, the director, a guy who's made good films in the past, such as Looper, he's managed to stay on this project, which I think is a start, (laughs) um, because Disney uh, have had an issue with Star Wars directors recently, but he stayed on, which means this film is going to be great. That means he's got it right. It means he's got it right. It's going to be great. And let's just remind ourselves, The Force Awakens did £123 million in the UK. That is incredible. Wow. The biggest film of this year, Beauty and the Beast, which is the sixth biggest film of all time, did 72.3, I think. And we're expecting Star Wars, The Last Jedi, to get up towards 100. And then just before Christmas, we've got Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is a a sequel to the 90s hit film starring Robin Williams. And I think it looks like they've updated it really well. It's about four kids at a high school who gets sucked into a games console and then each one of them has an avatar and it's really funny what they've done with the avatar so the nerdy guy is now the rock the jock is now kevin hart the um prom queen kind of really popular girl at school is now jack black which is (laughs) which is very funny and 
the nerdy girl is Karen Gillan, who's like super good at fighting and martial arts and all that sort of thing. It looks funny, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, the, the nerdy guy reminds me of me. I wish I could be The Rock. Um, and I love The Rock, and all films that he's in are usually very good. And so he's, he makes films better, and yeah. he's a he's one of the biggest box office draws in the world. I think this is going to be good. It looks funny. And then also funny, just two days after Jumanji, it's Pitch Perfect 3. Now, we're not the target audience for Pitch Perfect 3, but... Doesn't matter. We liked the first one a lot. I liked yeah. the first one a lot. Very funny. Loved the songs. <laughs> Loved the characters. Um, yeah, I mean, I, did, I thought the first one was better, yeah. uh, but... I'm I'm still up for this. I'm still excited. The format to see the still one. feels fresh. I like the songs. Uh, Anna Kendrick is one of the most likable leading actors in Hollywood. I think Rebel Wilson is still funny, and Elizabeth Banks and the team behind it. Elizabeth Banks isn't directing this one, but she directed number two. I think they're still keeping it fresh. And it, the last one did three times yeah. as much as the box office. It's got a really passionate audience, hasn't it? It's got a really passionate following. You, yeah, I didn't get to finish my stats. Sorry, go The on. last one, Pitch Perfect 2, did three times mu- as much as at the box office as Pitch Perfect 1. Hopefully, Pitch Perfect 3 will scale the same heights. Yeah, I, I think it's got a really passionate audience. Really, You can see all the clips on, on YouTube of, uh, of, of kids doing the, uh, the, the drumming thing on the, on the cups. cups. Yeah. yeah, It's like a really loyal, passionate fan base, this and film. It does have a life outside of the film as well. It sells soundtrack albums. Pe- people are really in- into a cappella singing now. I know I am. Um, I try to be. I have done a lot of a cappella singing, thanks to Pitch Perfect. Before we finish, I wanted to just also highlight the fact that the L- London Film Festival, the BFI London Film Festival, is almost upon us. And the programme was announced last week at Odin Leicester Square. Festival director Claire Stewart l- launched the programmes, highlighting all the big films. And there's some really strong stuff in there. Again, uh, the opening night gala is Breathe, Andy Serkis's film about... Uh, a true life story about a guy who gets struck down with polio and is given just months to live but ends up uh, living for many, many years. And the film is produced by his son, uh, not Andy Serkis's son, the, the gentleman who is in the film, his son. It looks like a real solid British prestige drama, but um, in a similar vein to The Theory of Everything, but with a slightly lighter touch. Are you looking forward to this one, Tony? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think um, obviously Andrew Garfield has like come on leaps and bounds. He's a great, he's a great actor. And Andy Serkis, you know, I think anything that he's involved in is usually quality, isn't it? Yeah, and he seems to be one of the most popular people in the UK film industry. So I'm excited to see this. The closing night gala is Martin McDonagh's Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Great name. Great name. I'm all for great titles. Big, long titles. Give us more of them, please. <laughs> this one, you. I mean, I have only seen the trailer, but you already know, once you see the trailer, that Frances McDormand, in the lead, is going to get Oscar nominated yeah. for this role. Yeah, defo. It looks, she looks like one of those performances where the, everyone is just going to come out of it raving ab- about her performance. The film premiered at the Telluride Film Festival just last week and got five stars in The Guardian, five stars in The Telegraph. So uh, I think it's going to be one of the hot tickets at this year's festival. Now, the American Express Gala is Battle of the Sexes, which I know you're looking forward to, yep. Tony. Can you yep. tell us something about that? Yeah, well, the, obviously the, the, the two leading actors in it, I think, um, you know, obviously that's a, that's a big, big draw. Uh, and the fact that it's about a story of... Um, that I don't know about. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I know it's about the. You know, it's the, a true story. It's a true story, but I don't know the outcome. Uh, so I'm. That makes me more excited about it. Yeah, I'll just give uh, anyone listening the, some background. It's about a very famous tennis match 
that's so famous, neither Tony or I knew about it. But apparently one of the most famous tennis matches in history is tennis matches. Is that what they're called? Matches in tennis called matches? Anyway, tennis. <laughs> if you're into tennis, you probably know about this. But former Wimbledon champion Bobby Riggs and world number one challenged Billie Jean King, the then world number one of women's tennis, to a exhibition match. And it became a huge, huge event. And I don't know who won it. So I'm excited to see what happens. And you, you don't know who No, won. no, and I don't want to know. I want to see it in the film first. So, yep, so that's the American Express. Gala. And that's Steve Carell. Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Yeah. And it's directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris, who have made Little Miss Sunshine, good. Yeah. Ruby Sparks, even better. Yeah. So they're two big names and I'm very excited about that. And then looking ahead at some of the other galas, the BFI Patrons Gala is Downsizing, which is the new film from Alexander Payne. Now, Alexander Payne is one of the best American film directors. His previous films include Elections, Sideways, About Schmidt, Nebraska, The Descendants. His last three films have been Oscar nominated for Best Picture. He is good. Very good. Every one of his films is good, aren't they? Like, yeah, I don't all... think he is capable of making a bad film. No. And this is uh, has a very funny concept. Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig play a couple uh, set slightly in the future where they shrink themselves as part of this uh, official program to, I think, a fifth of their original size because when you are smaller, it has less impact on the environment and your money goes further. And they live on part of this man-made complex, I think it would be, as, as small people. And it looks really funny. I saw some footage of the scenes where they're shrunk down and it is really really funny <laughs> off the wall and it got five stars in the guardian last week because it premiered at telluride as well i'm very excited about this one then i also wanted to highlight the killing of a sacred deer which is the new film from yorgos lanthimos who's previously made films like dogtooth and the lobster this is one of the headline galas looks really creepy stars colin farrell and nicole kidman and barry keegan who was the young lad who got on the boat with Mark Rylance in Dunkirk and it's one of the breakout stars of the year. Are you looking forward to this one? Yeah, I am. Um, the Lobster, I love The Lobster. I love, I like Because all his films are really bizarre, but they, they're really memorable. They're, they're different. He's, he's obviously a unique director, isn't he? Yeah, I can't wait for this. And then the Mayor of London's Gala is Call Me By Your Name, which is the new film from Luca Guadagnino. I think that's pr how you pronounce it. If not... Sounds good. Um, write in and let, tell me. Uh, <laughs> 350 Euston Road, London. And it stars Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet uh, as uh, two guys on holiday who have a romance. It looks really beautiful. It premiered at Sundance and has had fantastic reviews. It's one of the best reviewed films of the year. And then The Shape of Water, which is the American Airlines gala, which is the new film from Guillermo del Toro. This one's not out till the 14th of February, so if you do get a chance to see this, do go and see it. And I love Guillermo del Toro films. Yeah, his films are amazing. We were, we were saying earlier that, that kind of magical mix of sort of reality and fantasy you know you're watching one of his films don't you yes it's he's a unique filmmaker he's previously made films like pan's labyrinth and the devil's backbone and more recently crimson peak just uh, his films are beautiful to look at and they're soulful and they really mix kind of real emotion and horror and drama and i think uh, i can't wait for um the shape of water and sally hawkins in the lead plays a mute woman who starts a relationship with this strange sea creature um, that is being held captive in this complex. I've said complex a few times now, but I, I don't know what else to call it. And sh uh, she apparently delivers an absolutely amazing performance. 
And then just some outside of the main galas, there's some really, just showing the breadth and the scale of the programme, there's some really strong uh, films throughout, including uh, Good Time, which is the new one starring Robert Pattinson from the Safdie Brothers, which is a, apparently a real breakneck, uh, exciting thriller. There's Brawl in Cell Block 99 starring Vince Vaughn, which is from the director of Bone Tomahawk, which I really love Bone Tomahawk, one of the best genre films of recent years. And uh, is there anything else that you want? Yeah, I just wanted to mention the one I'm most excited about, and it probably shows I'm a bit of a weird, geeky nerd when it comes to film, but um, I love my samurai films, and it's Blade of the Immortal, and it's, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong now, I know I am, but Takashi Mika. Is that how you I think that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. oh, I don't think he's listening. So okay, okay, good. If you are listening to Kashi, apologies. Yeah, write in yeah. Uh, tell us how, how you say it. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about that film. His films are crazy. Uh, this has got loads of crazy samurais in. It looks like a video game. It'll be violent. There'll be lots of killing, which I'm going to enjoy. Uh, and also, it's his 100th film. So um, and he's not even that old. No, like he's got an incredible work rate. His work ethic is something that we could. Yeah, we at, need that. Look at adopting at DCM. It's yeah. incredible. Great he, output. And he makes good films. I mean, he does make the odd uh, clunker, but he, he's most famous films are things like Audition, one of the most famous horrors of the last twenty, thirty years. Um, he's a he's a, a, a it, itchy the killer. Remember itchy, that one? Oh gosh, yeah. yes, I can't forget that yeah. one. But that one's on at the festival as well. I mean, as as I said, it's an amazing program, and there's really strong stuff throughout the program. So if you do get the chance to see something, do uh, go and see it. Tickets are on sale to members now. They go on sale, I think, to the general public on the 14th of September. It starts on the 4th of October and finishes 12 days later on the 15th of October. And uh, some of the films are broadcast around the country as well, so you don't have to come down to London if you can't make it. But if you do, you're in for a treat. Uh, so that's a good place to wrap it up. Thanks for joining me today, Antonio. Thanks for having me, Tom. And I'll be back next month where we'll be talking about the upcoming uh, Digital Cinema Media Awards. Well, they're upcoming now. We'll probably be talking about the results of them. Uh, but that happens on the 27th of September. It's one of the biggest nights in the media calendar that we're all very excited about. But until the next podcast, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.